This is your host Corbin, your guide for Harold Zwart's feature film, The Karate Kid. This is your fifth guide in our Karate Kid movie review series, where Alan and I are reviewing all five movies. Before we get into the making of the film, allow me to take you back to 2010. It was a huge year for movies. Inception, The Social Network, Scott Pilgrim, Black Swan, Shutter Island, Toy Story 3, Iron Man 2, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1, Tangled, How to Train Your Dragon, The King's Speech, Insidious, Tron Legacy, Twilight Eclipse, Incendies, which we are probably going to review later this year, Prince of Persia, Book of Eli, Red, Salt, Expendables, Narnia 3, which is also another upcoming review, Unstoppable, Predators, Die Every Wimpy Kid, Night and Day, The Sorcerer's Apprentice, Flipped, and The Wolfman. Also that year, The Hurt Locker won Best Picture. The Kung Fu Kid? Doesn't quite have the same ring to it, does it? On November 10th, 2008, Variety reported pre-production began on a reboot slash remake of the 1984 hit The Karate Kid. Will Smith and his wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, decided to produce the film through their production company, Overbrook Entertainment, for their son, Jaden Smith, who would take over the titular role. In order to differentiate itself from the original, the young protagonist would move with his mother to China and learn Kung Fu instead of Karate, which is a Japanese martial art. This change in locale led to speculation the film would be retitled The Kung Fu Kid. Many were calling the film that until Movie Hole got an exclusive interview confirming the film would retain the original's title. Which was later confirmed by the LA Times that original series producer Jerry Weintraub nixed the idea of retitling the film. In the same article, the LA Times reported, at the time, this was the biggest modern movie co-production between an American studio and China. On June 22, 2009, famous Hong Kong-born actor Jackie Chan announced he would be taking over the Pat Morita role, this time in a new character named Mr. Han, who would be like Mr. Miyagi. Co-producing with the China Film Group Corporation meant the crew had access to filming at stunning locations, such as the Forbidden City, the Great Wall, and the Wudang Mountains. This did come with the caveat that Chinese censors had final cut approval for the version released in their country. This means there are two main versions of the film. The Chinese version trims down a chaste kiss and sequence of bullying, whereas the American version is uncut in those matters. Director Harold Zwart, who directed Agent Cody Banks, The Pink Panther 2, and eventually The Mortal Instruments, was personally allowed to edit the film, calling the Chinese cut a beautiful movie. Relative unknown screenwriter Christopher Murphy came on to pen the script, and Robert Mark Kamen received story credit since the plot remains largely the same. Also, Oscar-winning talent was brought on board. Two-time Oscar winner James Horner composed the score, and Oscar nominee Roger Pratt shot the film. Originally, Icelandic composer Atli Orvison was attached to the film until he was replaced by Horner, who was fresh off of his success from the biggest film at the time, Avatar. Although not achieving Oscar recognition like the first two films, this new reboot still received numerous nominations, from the People's Choice Award, where Jackie Chan won, the Kids' Choice Awards, where the film won Favorite Movie and Jackie Chan also won, the MTV Movie Awards, the Young Artist Awards, where Jane Smith won, and the Teen Choice Awards. Straight out of the theater, audiences gave the film a cinema score of A, the highest in the series. Today, according to the users of IMDb, the film holds a 6.2, the second highest of the series. 
The film also holds a positive Metascore of 61, the highest in the series, a fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes of 66% with an audience approval of 67%, which is the second highest in the series. On Letterboxd, it has an average rating of 2.7 out of 5 stars, which is the third highest in the series. The film had a series high budget of $40 million and went on to gross $431.9 million at the worldwide box office making this the largest grossing film in the series after adjusting for inflation. Making this the highest grossing film in the series even after adjusting for inflation. Returning to the series' usual release month of June, the remake opened on Friday, June 11, 2010, winning its opening weekend, something the series hadn't done since The Karate Kid Part 2 in 1986. It grossed an incredible $55.6 million, beating out the A-Team for weekend of release. The top five were The Karate Kid, The A-Team, Shrek Forever After, Get Him to the Greek, and Killers. The following week, it was beat out, no surprise, by Toy Story 3. Thank you listeners for coming along with me as I have been your guide to the production and impact of this film. Now that you have your guide to The Karate Kid, make sure to subscribe to the podcast for Alan and I's full review coming next Monday. And tune in the week after as we explore the lost Blade Runner sidequel, Soldier, starring Kurt Russell. The Silver Screen Guide podcast is edited and produced by Alan and Corbin. Intro and outro music is created by Thomas Rankin. The thoughts and opinions herein expressed are those of the individual and do not necessarily represent those held by Silver Screen Guide. Silver Screen Guide is not affiliated with any company or individual involved with the creation of this movie or TV show. No portion of the podcast may be used without express written permission from Silver Screen Guide.